Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Tim McDonald and Emma Holland. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats as we look back on a big week of news. With very special guest star of Below Deck Australia, Aisha Scott is here. Aisha Scott. Plus comedian and sports fan Ben Lomas joins us. It's a big cheap seats welcome to comedian, collage artist and friend of the show, Emma Holland is here. Great to have you here, Emma. Sadly, Mel Bracewell can't be here with us tonight. Four to four, don't muck around. Um, no, Mel sadly injured her carpet rehearsal and we've known about it for a while. We wanted to keep it secret. We, we, didn't, we didn't want to give our opposition million-dollar island a tactical advantage. So, no, Mel is, in all seriousness, she is away. She's getting set to perform at the Just For Last Festival, the Montreal Comedy Festival. Absolutely. She's giving comedy a go. Good luck, Mel. Um, <laughs> no, it's a major festival. We're so excited for her. She's going to do wonderful things. It is great news for Mel, but it is great news for us because Emma Holland is here. Yeah. I'm so excited. Great to have you here. I'm so excited. This is, um, I haven't, I haven't been this season. I think the iPad's new. Uh, that's, well, you might want to delete your Google yeah, history. Yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that. It's it is so good. great to have you here, Emma. Thank you. Because you've got some big fans. I have no respect for the woman. I have no time for her whatsoever. I do not acknowledge her. <laughs> OK, well, rude. She does know that Mel's the immigrant, right? <laughs> great to have you here, Emma. So pumped you're here. We've got a massive show. So let's get started and look back on the top stories. These are our top stories. These are our top stories. These are the top stories. These are La Bomba dancers who will be cheering for Panama tonight. There are top La Bamba dancers, by the way. This <laughs> is the World Cup. It's happening right across Australia and New Zealand. Already so much incredible action. Last night saw Panama take on Brazil. Um, does Panama stand a chance against the South American giants? <laughs> OK, we might, come, we might come back to Panama, but the game we all saw and heard was the Matildas, the incredible World Cup win against Ireland. Go Matildas. An amazing game in front of 75,000 fans, their biggest crowd ever. In case you missed that magic moment. Takes a big breath, Steph Catley. We'll put the rest up on 10 play. It is well worth a watch. Where they'll have their smallest crowd ever. That's right. <laughs> uh, but the World Cup, such a massive moment for Australia and New Zealand. Amazing to see the coverage has been absolutely incredible. Let's get the latest headlines from Optus Sport. What's making the headlines there this morning, Adriano? Good to be with you, Amy. What's making the headlines this morning is my cornetto Nutella chocolate croissant. I've got my cappuccino. That's the menu, not the headlines. <laughs> so just to recap, Optus Sport, they've got a croissant, a coffee and my personal data. So what's happening at Optus? Um... Of course, you can watch the World Cup on Channel 7. You can watch the Matildas live and free on 7 tonight. Uh, what's on Channel 9? And you can watch the Olympic and Paralympic Games live and exclusive oh. and free right here on 9. And we couldn't be more excited about it, We can't wait for we? that, Jane. <laughs> You're going to have to wait. It's nine years away. <laughs> That's two seasons of the block. That is, how, <laughs> that is how long that gap is. Anyway, World Cup, Olympics, Ashes. So much sport to choose oh, from. Oh, fantastic. What are you going to be watching? 
everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the fine programming on the TED network as well, oh, of course. Of course, all of it. Now, we checked, and when Seven were showing the Matildas, Channel 10 were showing... Good dogs turn bad. <laughs> <laughs> really naughty. <laughs> filming that. Oh, <laughs> so the Matildas, they kicked off their World Cup campaign against Ireland. So naturally, the big talking point on Irish radio was... First of all, what's the difference between semen and sperm? <laughs> you don't want to hear their secret sound. It is... <laughs> don't listen to that. So to recap, it was the Aussie Matildas taking on... The girls in green. Our girls in green. Come on, you girls in green. Come on, you girls in green. <laughs> Disappointment for the girls in green. Yep. <laughs> Changed to blue very quickly. Yeah, the girls in blue. Not just in Ireland, even our favourite Italian TV show got behind the girls in green. <laughs> Come on, you girls in green. Let's go. Unbelievable. Love that show. Uh, lots of fans sent in photos to Irish Breakfast TV. We'd love to see pictures of how you're showing your support. And I suppose it's important to say, if you are sending photographs of your children, please do let us know in the message that you are their legal guardian, just to be able to say those kind of things. <laughs> Nothing says fun like a background check, does it? <laughs> but the Irish fans were staying strong. You'll never ever beat Irish. No matter what you say, here, there, in Ireland, Australia, wherever you are, you'll never ever beat the Irish. But we did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great to see the Aussie fans in full voice. Well, this is a crew. We've got Bella, Maya, Mia and Will here. Will's obviously in witness protection. <laughs> well, look, wherever you are watching, it was such a special win and such a special moment for these Matildas. Special shout-out to our scorer and standing captain, Steph Cowley. Yeah, lifelong dream achieved the first time I put this shirt on. There's not even a name on the back, I don't think. They used to put Never Say Die in the jersey and that's what it means to be Matilda and I would do anything for that jersey and for the, the other girls beside me wearing it, so it's very special. Very special. I love listening to Steph talk about the shirt because I feel the same way. Yeah, lifelong <laughs> dream achieved the first time I put this shirt on. There's not even a name on this, I don't think. Oh, yes, there is. Property of Waleed. <laughs> There's a very special message on the label here. Do not tumble dry. And that's what it means to me. Um, do not tumble dry. You know, when I wear this shirt, I think about mum. Uh, there's a red wine stain on the front. If I had to sum this shirt up in a word... Tarakash? <laughs> Great, Tim. You can't afford Tarika. <laughs> Roger David, lovely memories. <laughs> Wonderful memories. But the big World Cup news came in just before kickoff. Now, some breaking news not good. Sam Kerr will miss the opening two World Cup matches for the Matildas after picking up a calf injury at training. That is not good. A huge blow to their campaign. But we're pumped up here. The kids are loving it. <laughs> loving it, absolutely. I think it's a little early to organise a fundraiser for Sam Kerr. She, <laughs> she will be fine. That's to check from the second job she has to have as a female player. Oh. <laughs> uh, the news is that Sam Kerr injured her calf at training doing some drills. I, I think we do have some footage. You work even harder, just like Rexona. 72-hour non-stop protection. Yeah, doesn't protect against everything, does it? No. <laughs>
wasn't just our current Matildas, Emma, kicking goals. As the Matildas carry the country's hopes at the World Cup, Australia's first women's side has been back on the field. Yeah, these Matildas haven't played in quite a while. It takes a while to warm up. How's your knees? They're all right? Oh, they're brilliant. Do you want to hear a crack? Sure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go hard or go home. <laughs> I think she's got that Rexona 72 years protection. Still sounds better than Sam Kerr's calf, by the way. These, these old Matildas are incredible. Still, you can't keep an old Matilda down. And when the whistle blew, they were playing with the same spirit. <laughs> There were no injuries. Yeah. Few deaths, but... Yeah, but no injuries. Anyway, good luck to the Matildas. Their next match is Thursday against Nigeria. We're all behind the team. The only thing more popular than the players, Goldie, their new furry friend. Where have you seen that dog before? Really naughty. We're going to take a break back with more of the Chief Seats right after this. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. From racism to supermarket trolley etiquette. What makes us proud Aussies? Yeah. <laughs> Not the racism, that's for sure. <laughs> speaking of proud, speaking of Aussies, how good is it, ladies and gentlemen, to have Emma Holland here with us? <laughs> so great to have you here. Of course, filling in for Mel Bracewell, who is away. Last time I saw her, she was... In a banged-up car with nothing to lose. Hope you make it, Mel. Good luck. She'll be back in seven to ten years, depending on the sentence. Yeah. <laughs> She's got some prior histories that might... Um... Now, this was, this was that incredible high-speed car chase that took place in Sydney over the week. He's hit a light pole. Here come the coppers. You little beauty, get the bastard. Throw the cuffs on him and keep him there. The low mongrel. Go <laughs> those cars in white. <laughs> this was amazing, though. Uh, it was a car chase yeah. in Sydney, and what more do we know? We're just hearing now that this car is carrying Queensland number plates. That is not of huge significance at <laughs> this moment. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, what more can you tell us, Laura? Unsure whether we can see any individuals in the back seat, but it does look like there is a... Well, there's obviously a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now, and some great news came out Monday morning. Breaking news, it's a washout. Australia retains the ashes after persistent rain on the final day in Manchester. Great news, Australia retained the ashes. It all came down to the fourth test at Old Trafford. An ex-captain, Mark Tubby-Taylor, he was convinced we would win the test match. Tubby said it's a sure thing the Aussies will win. It's good enough for me. Thanks for that, Tubby. <laughs> go and put your house on an alley. You can see how you go. Yeah. <laughs> you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it was a draw, so Ali is homeless, um, <laughs> but good stuff. So Australia has retained the ashes, causing a lot of controversy in England. Yeah, the players, they're not apologising, though one ex-Aussie player is... We're sorry for taking the urn off you so often. We're sorry for boasting. That's former Test captain and cricket great Ian Chappell, Emma, and he was sorry. To show our sincerity, we're ready to return the ashes to England. For the next few days, I'll be partnering with Bear Cremation to offer free cremations across the United Kingdom. 
got a couple of segments that could use a bear cremation, by the way. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Uh, sticking with sport and the fallout from the Commonwealth Games cancellation continues. Here's what happened. Victoria decided to cancel hosting the 2026 Commonwealth Games, citing cost blowouts into the billions. What is Dan Andrews going to spend all that money on instead? Daniel Andrews headed to a Bellarine vineyard to spend a little bit on local wine. Yeah, four cab, four shiraz and four <laughs> He's dating my mum. Uh, <laughs> no, love your mum, you're doing wonderful work. Uh, many are worried about the effect of the cancellation on the surrounding towns of Melbourne. For more on this, we turn to an yes. expert. And Emma, it's a cruel blow to regional Victoria. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Even in times of strife, Aussies can still find a way to come together. For once, this Commonwealth is united because no one wants the Commonwealth Games. Great. <laughs> uh, moving on, and let's head to Sunrise yes. on 7, where reporters are finally talking about the topics they're passionate about. Morning, Sal. Look, it's very rare you get to talk about chlamydia at this time of the day in this job, but this is one of the rare occasions. This was lovely. He was introducing the Sunrise Rash Cow and <laughs> it's a wonderful segment. And apologies to any of his partners who had to find out this way. <laughs> Speaking of which, any announcements you'd like to make, Emma? Or That's, I, I'll make some phone calls after the show. <laughs> it's been a hard couple of years for our furry friends. So bad, in fact, that one woman JT interviewed couldn't keep track of the injuries. We've got little Bobby Boo... A beautiful koala, but a great example of how koalas are being affected by humans. That's right, James. Unfortunately, he was hit by a car. Well, he was bitten by a dog, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he was bitten by a car. Bitten, bitten by, by a car, car is what he was. And does that car have Queensland licence? Oh, forget, forget about that. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you who's not helping the situation is Dr Harry, who seems insistent on reminding koalas just how bad they have it. The koala population has really copped it badly lately, haven't they? There have been fires, there have been floods. Major koala populations have been wiped out. Yes, your friends and relatives have been really badly damaged, haven't they? It's all right, he didn't mention the positives. They're delicious. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I partnered with Koala Bear Cremations to provide sparse free cremations. Still, uh, one koala-killing fan of the audience tonight. Still, if it is cute animals you're after, look no further than British Breakfast TV. So I am making, we are making, isn't that right, guys? We are making pizza pies. Isn't this amazing? A cooking segment with puppets. Aren't they just so lovable? Yeah. Could they get any cuter? That's a good job. Yay! <laughs> Mozzarella. What? What did you say? You love cooking. What? Oh. Isn't that adorable? Let's see what other shenanigans they get up to. My oven is on. You, you need a hot oven, so I put them into an oven of about 200 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn, isn't it? I mean, it's fun when, it, when it's puppets, but when it's Donahue and Maggie Beer, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Wow, Passata boarding. That's incredible. <laughs> to Hamilton Island, where yes. another of our native animals is causing trouble. But Nine News can't seem to take the story seriously. Well, these Hamilton Island tourists have learned the hard way. The local cockatoos aren't to be tested. The angry birds flew into the room and trashed the joint, leaving <coughs> droppings on the bed and even raiding the minibar. <laughs> and a, a pair of bikini bottoms were later found sitting on a roof nearby. <laughs> Can stand away now. It's cool. What the cockatoo want with the bikini bottoms? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
You think they'd prefer budgie smugglers, but I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I don't know. This wasn't the only animal news of the week. Some big news out of Berlin. After sightings of a dangerous animal on the loose, it's suspected to be an escaped lioness. Europe correspondent Isabella Higgins has the details. OK, now oh, we don't... Uh, we we have uh, the gremlins running loose in the, um, in the system. But listen, uh, let's go back to the World Cup. No, let's stay on the line. <laughs> we did end up getting to hear a little bit more about this escape lioness. Locals didn't seem to be too worried. They are. You have to make clean your duck. I have two little dashings, this man says. They're probably the ideal lion food. <laughs> uh, the old Bunnings sausage dog sizzle. Yeah. <laughs> What more did that man say? Hey, I helped make clean it. Here come the coppers, you little beauty. Get the bastard. <laughs> Throw the cuffs on him and keep him there. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, staying with animals and some good news on the Gold Coast. A local hotel is opening its doors to one and all, allowing guests to bring their four-legged friends. This is interesting. It's a dog hotel. Very cute. What kind of perks are they offering? On the menu, a decadent doggy dinner getting the lick of approval. They'll eat better than some of the humans in the hotel. McKenna Bailey, <laughs> Nine Gold Coast News. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Look, I'm leaving the family at home, checking in with the dog. Put the lead on me, I'll come <laughs> with you. That's a different... <laughs> That's a very different hotel. You don't want to go to that hotel. Well, what goes on in that hotel? Really naughty. Exactly. We're going to take a break back with more in the Chief Seats right after this. and entertainment, would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina. <laughs> Love it to see you, Mel. Nice to have a Mel rock up on this show. <laughs> Great to see you. What have you been watching this week? All right, Channel 10's Hunted is ramping up with the detectives really cracking down on their fugitives, discovering every single detail that they can. Jordan also has uh, recently had a child. There's a lot of photos on, on social media. I now know who Jordan looks like. He looks like Jimmy Giggle. Well, this case is cracked. Call it a night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the detectives are ruthless, and for them, everything's a potential clue. Steph is looking at trying to identify some key individuals and dig into networks who they might have in Victoria. Maybe they'll get more and more brazen. I mean, they're already wearing those shirts for a start. <laughs> <laughs> Their shirts actually say, never say die. <laughs> That's what uh, in Have fact... I ever told you about my shirt? We've got a clip. We might come back to that. In fact, they've employed only the most sophisticated methods of detection. Definitely come this way. Yep. The question is, where has she ended up? Have you seen a lady come running through here at all? Old lady, blonde hair? No? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Method of detection on a Channel 10 budget. <laughs> I like how the one guy they found was in high-vis. <laughs> this is my point about this show. Everyone on Hunted is either in high-vis, Hawaiian shirts, have pink hair, and they go, we're the best trackers in the world. <laughs> you just don't need to be colourblind and that's it. They'd, uh, they'd find you pretty quickly on yeah, the show. That's <laughs> Channel 10 have rebooted the classic real estate series Location, Location, yes. Location, a show that pairs families with their dream home. But I'm not sure this couple have even found their dream partner. What happened on our first date, Mark? We really hit it off. Ah, uh, hang on. That wasn't exactly what happened. <laughs> well, initially I thought Joe was a little bit um, off-putting. <laughs> well, you've got to stay in your budget. <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks to those renovations, she's now great. And <laughs> yeah, they're heading for a separation, separation, separation. So, <laughs> worth watching. A couple of divorce fans in the house tonight. Good to have you here. I'm starting to get a bit worried for the people on this show. Uh, these parents don't seem to want their kids. Kylie and Eamon felt they'd found their vibe <laughs> and their tribe. Don't worry, Constable, we've already got the outline sorted. That's, that's so they know the location, location, location of the bodies. Yes. Are they legal guardians? We might check that. Sunday night saw the finale of Seven's Dancing with the Stars. Christy Wheel and Brown was less keen on dancing, more keen on matchmaking. My ultimate moment in the whole experience was having our kids there for our first dance, watching and cheering. Yep. We're going to get married one day and this is going to be the photo on their wedding cake. It was a big final of Dancing with the Stars and, of course, well done to the winner. Yes, which was the singer from Human Nature. <laughs> Thank you. And, of course, commiserations to the runner-up. Who was the lady from Home and Away. <laughs> Over to Nine's Rush, where contestants found themselves in France eating a local delicacy, andouillette, or as we call it in Australia. Mm. Put it into my mouth, hits me gob, absolutely hits me gob, and it tastes disgusting, like pure backside of a donkey. And I don't want to eat ass today. Just today. <laughs> uh, on Saturday night, I went to the opening of the musical Bloom. If, yeah. If you're in Melbourne, you have to go see it. I laughed, I cried. It's incredible. Written Highly by recommend. Tom Gleisner, of course, have you been paying attention? Ad Embens is one of the stars, an yes. amazing cast. They're amazing, so talented, so you have to go see it. Um, there was an after party because I went to the opening because that's how I roll as a cultural correspondent. <laughs> and you'll never believe who I met. Wrestler Rhonda Birchmore. Oh, you're kidding! Uh, there she has me in a choker hold. Friend of the show, the, the leggy wrestler Rhonda Birchmore. Yeah. Who, of course, famously, you didn't know a couple of weeks ago on the show, you thought she was a wrestler. I mistakenly called Rhonda Rousey Rhonda Birchmore as a wrestler. And then Rhonda Birchmore sent us a video saying that she didn't know who I was. And it's true because I had to introduce myself to her that night. Oh, right. Yeah. I just have a quick question. Yes. Who is Rhonda Birchmore? Oh, sorry. <laughs> We've been down this road before. It doesn't end, it doesn't end well. Uh, and finally, the TV networks are going crazy at the moment, barking mad for shows about dogs. So I want to bring you my brand new segment. Let me take you to Poundtown. Actually, sorry, I think we've just updated that graphic. Poundtown. Are you moving us to SBS? What are we doing? <laughs> Let's start with animals aboard with Dr Harry. When flying pets overseas, animals, including their crates, have to remain under eight kilos, a reality this couple thought they had prepared for. We're a little concerned with Darcy's weight. We've had him on a diet. They should do what I do and just wear the dog as a jacket. <laughs> well, you, you were there to help them and connect them to their flight. Um, <laughs> that was very good of you. Uh, but don't stress, this couple had an ingenious solution. We're taking the dogs on an uh, Etihad flight to Abu Dhabi in cabin. So they're going to be sitting up in their cages on a seat in business class. <laughs> 
She was in the overhead compartment. <laughs> you know, I actually knew they were flying business class because they have white collars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and an Aussie version of dogs behaving very badly has hit our screens. First up, we met Dexter, a dog who is a little too friendly with other dogs. You know, other dogs are happy to go in there for a sniff. Everyone has a sniff. They take each other's phone numbers, you know. <laughs> Dexter doesn't. He's not there sniffing. He's not sniffing a butt. He's down there licking their bits. <laughs> Looks like Dexter would enjoy that French delicacy. <laughs> Uh, in fact, Dexter is so friendly with the other dogs, he doesn't discriminate when it comes to romantic connections. Doing something unspeakable to yes, the German Shepherd. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of got to admire his fortitude because he thinks he's a big dog. He and he's not. <laughs> Dexter! <laughs> Honestly! Have a bit of decorum? He's straight in, isn't he? Straight in. <laughs> he's like, never mind buying me dinner. I love that that's a blur, his little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we start this segment by calling you a cultural correspondent <laughs> and we end with two dogs rooting in a park. And on that note, that was... Poundtown! Thanks for letting me take you to Poundtown. That's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina. A huge week in the world of sport to take us all through it. So excited to welcome writer, comedian, super sports fan, Mr. Ben Lomas! Yes! Hello, hello, welcome, welcome. Love to see you, Ben. Yes, yes. So excited to have you on. You're a very funny man, but also you are a very big sports fan. I do love the sports, and the Tour de France rolls on with Danish superstar Jonas Vinegard winning back-to-back -to -back tours. Now, I'm a big fan, but what I love most about the tour is the fans' willingness to provide support to the riders. At first it was Jack Haig, then it was Ben O'Connor, <laughs> now it is Chris Harper. Pizza? No thanks. I said no mushrooms! <laughs> oh, he's lucky you knocked that one back, because the next one was a cabaret shows out with extra steroids. <laughs> I was like a uh, like reverse deliveroo switch. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. But seriously, the fans leave everything out there. But hey, I know there's a lot of steroids in cycling. I just didn't know there was crack. <laughs> American Brian Harmon has taken home the British Open on Sunday, claiming his first major title. Now, there's been a lot of criticism of professional golf's ties to the Saudi government, who are known to sanction assassinations. But guys, don't try it in front of everyone. Plenty to work on for Adam Scott, twice hitting spectators in the gallery. That's heading right on note. That's OB. Taking a huge bounce of something there. I was on the ground, sort of came to. Adam Scott standing over me, gave me a glove. glove. Turns out I've been hit on the head by a wave. <laughs> That's how concussed he is. He thinks a glove is a good trade. <laughs> Look, Adam Scott, learn from OJ. Learn from OJ. You never leave a glove at the scene of a crime. <laughs> So, just to be clear, we've covered cocaine, <laughs> the Saudi government and O.J. Simpson. Oh, it gets way worse. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Norway's Victor Hovland had a difficult tournament and was looking for a bit of luck. I think just right of the flag would be a very good shot. What was that? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't. Just no. Got, just got shat on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, we yeah. apologize for that. A bird yeah. just. Uh, Hold on, that's good luck. A bird just dropped something on Victor Hovland. <laughs> Fortunately, he was hit and killed by Adam Scott. So <laughs> it's all good news in the end. It must be so frustrating when a bird has better aim than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's true. <laughs> the Commonwealth Games drama continues as they're still without a host city. And swimming legend Grant Hackett has slammed Premier Dan Andrews for the hasty decision. And while some are questioning if all our options have been explored... Really look at a more, bit more of a budget Commonwealth Games rather than cancelling um, the entire event. A budget Commonwealth Games? Yeah, great idea, budget Ian Thorpe. And that is a great joke from budget Dave Grohl over here. <laughs> that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. <laughs> But doesn't he know, doesn't he know that the Commonwealth Games is a budget Olympic yeah, Games? Yeah, that's right. Like, I don't understand. Like, everyone outside the Commonwealth actually call it the Aldi Olympics. So. <laughs> a budget Commonwealth Games, that's little athletics. Yeah, yes. <laughs> to be fair, at least you can buy a javelin at Aldi. So the Commonwealth Games is a big story, yeah. not the only big sporting story. The Ashes, of course. Yes, oh, the Ashes continue in UK and the rain has washed out the fourth test. Everyone's talking about the basketball, but English cricket, it's changed. You can even see it in the crowd. That's a full toss, and this time it's to the right hand of extra cover. Four more. But I'm over the ashes anyway. It's too much rain, it's boring. Yeah. I'm a European league man now. Two to tight, three to win. Oh, good ball. <laughs> Coming for one. Oh, he's trying to kick it. They might get two. They do, on the kick. And now they can go three if they get up. They're going to win. Unless this is out. <laughs> and they That's the most ridiculous last ball. They've won by seven. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. See, this is why you got to sandpaper it. You got to yeah. get a good grip. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a, yeah, it's a rare example of match fixing, but both teams are trying to lose. So. <laughs> um, I know you're a massive sports fan. I'm a massive F1 fan, yes. of course. Got to talk about that. Um, the Hungarian Grand Prix was over the weekend. Aussie Daniel Ricciardo back on track. Oh. <laughs> well, I know you you are a, a Dutch national, yes, uh, yes, Benny. Yes, so you're yes. all, all over there, Dutch yep. star, who is of course uh, Max van Stappen. Don't Google that word. Um, <laughs> of course, Max Verstappen, he won the Hungarian Grand Prix. He took home an incredible trophy. I think we've got it here. These are incredible. Ooh. That's the Ian Chappell Ashes urn. Um, <laughs> no, they're $70,000 porcelain trophies handcrafted by local artisans over six months. Oh. Such a precious piece. But this was Lando pulling off his signature champagne move. And he knocked Max's trophy. Oh, my God. What a beautiful piece that is. <laughs> well done. Well, as the Dutch always say, if something like that happens, they say, cake out, which translated means, oh, blimey. <laughs> I don't think we can say that at this time slot. <laughs> um, um, but I'm a massive F1 fan. I know you're a massive fan of another sport. I am a huge MMA fan. Like, I know everything about the fighters. So I was really looking forward to Megillio El Sharev Grivali's big fight. So here he is here. Oh, yeah, I uh, know. Oh, what? What is it? No, no, he's, he's my guy. He's, oh, he's, oh, he's done his knee. Uh, 
One of the most violent combat sports in the world, and he was wiped out by a basic hopscotch move. <laughs> the bout was cancelled because you need two people to fight. Yeah. Now, no one told this guy in Bangkok at the under 18s ice hockey tournament. <laughs> Look at him go. Yeah, he's really giving it. Oh, come on, you, you got it. Okay, okay, I love this. Not only is he not fighting anybody, yes. he's also losing. That is unbelievable. Oh, amazing. Uh, rain delay in Major League Baseball meant that the covers had to quickly come out, but not everyone could keep up. Oh, look out. Oh, good. Oh. Close. High stepping. Oh, boy, there we go. Made it. Oh. He's under there. They're not even stopping, no pause. Somebody's got to get him out of there. He's okay, though, for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the... the... <laughs> <laughs> He's under there somewhere. Is that the same top they put over the MMA guy? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> well, they just leave him there for football season. Uh, but what made it worse is the rest of the guys, they all Dutch hovened him, so... <laughs> yeah, so... Or, as, or as you call it, just ovened him. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Mr Ben Lerner? Welcome back to the Team Six. It's time for our very special guest. It's Aisha. It's me, Aisha. Yes, Captain, yeah. I'm a tough bitch now. Would you please welcome star of Below Deck Down Under, it's Aisha Scott. Thank you so much for coming on. We are big fans. Below Deck is a massive hit and you are one of the stars of it. We are so excited to have you here. Emma Holland is a massive Below Deck fan. I am so starstruck right now. (laughs) Emma, you can kiss my hand if you want. There you go. I enjoy enjoy the show, but I don't need to kiss you. Um, (laughs) uh, Below Deck, it is an amazing show. It's got a real cult following. For those who haven't seen it before, can you talk us through what the show's all about? I feel like Below Deck is almost like a much less dignified and much less clothed version of Downton Abbey, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I've seen the show. Have you seen the show? Yeah. (laughs) There's accents. Tell me what was wrong about that statement. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> Basically, you look a little younger than Maggie Smith. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I'm 93. Right. So basically, yeah, you're just you're on a boat. Rich people come on. We serve them whatever they want, and work a lot of hours. Then we get wasted, have sex with people. Not me anymore. Taken. That's um, where the down to Abbey comes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all it's all down to your sister. So you've been working on yes. these boats for for eight years. So basically, you're the chief stewardess, yes. is that right? Yes. What she is... started as a second stew, and then now you built up because thank you, I've been Emma. following the whole thing. Don't worry about thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Emma's our chief stalkeress, and <laughs> Emma's been following you. So, chief stewardess, what does that role entail? What do you do on the boat? Everything. Right. I do everything, and it's exhausting. Right. So I'm in charge of 
Basically the whole boat, except for steering it. That's the captain. Well, speaking of the captain, the captain, <laughs> the captain does an amazing job steering the boat. Um, we've got a clip of the captain here. <laughs> we got this. We have. Lucky or like a challenge, because I've got one. There's the captain there, and if that captain looks familiar... In a rush was interrupted by an unexpected guest. We shut down all engines, uh, dropped an anchor, and then selected a spot where there was no personnel. So his only job is steering the boat. <laughs> How do you think he's going? Um, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Not he's according to the evidence. Like... <laughs> well, I think we might know why the captain crashed that day. This is, a, this is a scene from the current, the new season of Below Deck Down Under, season two, episode one. This happened. I'm really into eyeballs. Okay. You've got to look at me. Look straight ahead. Yep, yep, there. I actually got it. So the captain's blind. <laughs> what? He can't put his own contact lenses in? No! And he still can't. Every time I've seen him since then, he's like, oh, actually, you've got to do me a little favour. Does and he I, just wait until well, he's with you to be able to see again? <laughs> I think so, because I did a, a virtual interview with him last week and he had his glasses on. So someone needs to give that man some lessons, OK? <laughs> as much as it's an honour, yeah. uh, grow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now, uh, he hasn't hey. been your captain the whole time. You've also done no. Below Deck Mediterranean. Yes, he yes. obviously worked on the Costa Concordia uh, many, <laughs> many years ago. Uh, but how does the Mediterranean guests and, like, Australian guests differ? Uh, so, I think in the Mediterranean, the guests tend to be a bit more formal. There's a much more... I am your waitress, you know, like a formal kind of relationship. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Whereas in Australia, um, I don't know if you're allowed to swear on here, but in one of the episodes you see me leaning over to one of my guests and saying, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> because he wouldn't stop talking when I was trying to say what the meal was. Yeah. So it's much more casual. Much more casual, yeah. that's great. You do have some controversial guests on the boat. Chrissy! Oh, yeah, mother... Oh. No, 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 no. We got on the boat five minutes ago. <laughs> so, who was that? That was Brandon, and he was very irritating. Really? <laughs> yes. What did he do? He, uh, well, he spent the whole last eight hours of the trip defending me because I think someone asked for a drink and said I got the drink wrong but I got the drink right. And then he spent about eight hours chasing them around the boat telling them that actually yeah, doesn't right. make mistake, bitches. <laughs> Which was lovely. But eventually I had to tell him he was getting annoying. Now you've worked on some pretty amazing boats but yeah. let, let's talk the future. Let's talk dream boats. I want to chuck a couple of names at you. The Spirit of Tasmania. Would you like <laughs> to work on the Spirit of Tasmania? Um... Yes, I've never heard of it. Is it nice? <laughs> Let me tell you about all the features. No. <laughs> and last question: um, What about a homemade submersible? Would you would you get <laughs> would you would you get in a homemade submersible? Would you go to the Titanic? <laughs> no way. Really below deck? <laughs> yeah. um, no? Well, actually, free rent, so yeah. <laughs> go for a bit anyway. Um, Aisha, it's been lovely to have you on the show. Thanks Thank for joining you. us. Thanks for having me. You can stream brand new Below Deck Down Under the same day as the USA, only on Hey You. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Aisha Scott? <laughs>
By his own admission, Tim is a recluse. He prefers a quiet life. Right. <laughs> it's me and the cockatoos. <laughs> and you do have the ankle monitor to prove that. I do. <laughs> which is going off, which means it's time for the end of the show <laughs> and it means it's time to award our... <laughs> This is where we honour reporters going above and beyond for the story. There's been major water issues in Coffs Harbour this week and one reporter went all in. We asked the city of Coffs Harbour why they have prevented the park from dredging this with mechanised means or by dredging the creek for them and they declined to comment today. <laughs> that is Claire Simmons. Congratulations, Claire Simmons. You take home an E. coli infection and the title of... <laughs> Incredible work, Claire. Well done. But before we go, we've got time to step into the station. Crime Time, where we dive into the biggest stories from the world's grimy underbelly. Where do we start? Supermodel Gigi Hadid has been arrested in the Cayman Islands for possessing cannabis. <laughs> where could she have possibly hidden those drugs? <laughs> no idea. Uh, moving on, let's head to Queensland. Two French pastry chefs are tonight under arrest in Brisbane, accused of importing nearly 250 kilograms of cocaine. This is a big story. French pastry chefs allegedly imported cocaine. Uh, I actually know those chefs. I don't know if you've had their croissant. <laughs> it, it is... Have some, have some croissant. It's, it's, it's delicious, isn't it? And uh, we do know in a Cheap Seats exclusive, we, we have managed to work out how they imported the drugs allegedly into Australia <laughs> with a hollowed-out baguette. Um, I don't know if we can see that. That is amazing. Uh, You've taken that to the Logies with you next I week? I have, yes. <laughs> it's a long show. It's a long, long show. show. <laughs> One for later. <laughs> and... Uh, Mel T asked for a couple. <laughs> so we get those to Mel T. So, well worth a shot. Well, staying with crime and staying in the kitchen, let's head to South Australia. A fake Uber Eats driver who tried to smuggle drugs into a COVID medi hotel has been spared jail time. So a gentleman posed as a fake Uber Eats driver. And what happened next was a recipe for disaster. The burritos were not only incorrectly wrapped and cold, there were no receipts attached. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that literally every Uber Eats order ever? What's the crime? Well, let's see what happened. On closer inspection, they were found to be filled with heroin and 16 Kamini balls known as Indian Viagra. <laughs> and we've got that burrito here now. <laughs> no, we don't. And yet, amazingly, so we've had French baguettes, we've had burritos with drugs... Not the most horrific crime in the kitchen this week. And so I put them into an oven of about 200 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> and that was...